This is Eighth Day Encouragement, a recap of the Sunday service, offering hope and faith from the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. You can find us online at holytrinity-nyc.org. A few years ago, there was an independent film called Time Out of Mind that starred Richard Gere. It was about a man who was on the edge of being homeless and the challenges that the man faced. I remember Gere talking about preparing for the role. Like some people we may have read about in the past, in addition to pouring his heart into the role, Gere also decided to use some time before the movie to sit outside in old clothes, unshaven, and just watch people's reactions. Well, it turns out Richard Gere was completely ignored. He was dodged and avoided. He would see out of the corner of his eye that people would spot him sitting on a bench and assume he was homeless, perhaps dangerous, maybe crazy, and they would walk from quite a ways away. In today's gospel, Jesus heals a man from Capernaum. But the healing actually begins at the very beginning of the interaction, I think. The healing begins when Jesus sees the man. Jesus notices him. Jesus values him as a child of God. How often do we look at a person without really seeing? How often do we wish that we could truly be seen by others? It may be that we take care with this in these difficult days, especially in New York City, as we hear news about people with mental illness pushing others off subway platforms. I'm not for a second suggesting we be careless, but I am suggesting that we should notice our failure to see other people as an aberration, something that should not be. We should strive to see. Jesus sees the man from Capernaum, but after Jesus sees him, he commands silence. Jesus sees the confusion, the noise, the chaos that the man is living in. Then Jesus says to all the various demons that are buzzing around, be silent. Sometimes silence brings healing of its own. Life is noisy in our world, and sometimes when we begin to get lonely, when we begin to get bored, when we begin to get restless, we add to the noise with our own internal noise. Even in quarantine, it can get noisy with our own thoughts and worries, with with news, with, with long, unending lists of shoulds. Jesus invites us into the silence where there is healing. Jesus sees, Jesus moves into the silence, and then Jesus calls the demons out. He names them. The good news is not only that we can receive this healing from Christ, but also there's good news in that we too are invited into Christ's ministry of healing. We can cooperate in our own healing and we can support healing in others. I should say a word about what I mean by healing. Often we think of healing as the same thing as a cure, and that may be the case, but not always. Sometimes healing can involve accepting one's limitations, especially as one grows older and the body changes. Healing might mean aging with a certain amount of grace rather than living in a world of regrets or memories of the past. Healing might mean the hard work of ongoing progress, the kind that might feel like two steps forward and three steps back, 
Healing can take time. And then, of course, sometimes healing comes in the form of the one that St. Francis called Sister Death. After a long illness, after suffering, Sister Death can be a welcome friend, leading us home to God. In all these ways, we can be healed and we can participate in the healing process. When it's safe, when we can, we can offer the gift of recognition, of really seeing another person for who she is, for who he is, not who we wish they were, not who they might be, but who they really are. Trying to really see means that we resist judging, that we don't diagnose the other person's problem for them, that we don't prescribe before we really have all the information. Then we can enter into silence, sometimes by keeping silence, other times by gently suggesting that the other voices and distractions be turned down a little bit. Being with another person in silence means that we enter a place of prayer with the other, sometimes with that person and sometimes at a great distance from that person. But in the silence, we offer this person to God for God's love, for God's presence, and for God's healing. And then perhaps there are those rare times when we're nudged by the Holy Spirit to speak a word. That word we speak might be to encourage our friend to talk with a therapist or a counselor or a minister or a doctor to get help by someone who's trained to help. Or sometimes we may also be called to speak a word that becomes a part of the word of healing. Jesus called the evil spirits out. Come out of him, Jesus said. And in a similar way, sometimes we call a person into life again, into a new perspective, into relationship, into community, into the love of God. May we be a part of Christ's healing in ourselves and in others. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The choir sings a setting of Salvatore Mundi by Herbert Howells.
You've been listening to Eighth Day Encouragement. The eighth day is a Monday after the seven days of the week, but the eighth day also stands as a new creation outside the pattern of the usual seven. And so the eighth day symbolizes resurrection, hope, and the possibilities for new life. I'm John Bedingfield, the priest and rector at the Church of the Holy Trinity, Manhattan. I hope you'll come and visit us in person one day, but you can also worship with us through Facebook Live, follow us on YouTube, and learn more at holytrinity-nyc.org. God bless you this week and always.